Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Every It's the Roach Coach. Podcast. All day. All day. Every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach. This week, talking all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right. We're going over your feedback, your questions, your requests, your roach emendations. We're digging into all of them. And Matt... We gotta yeah, start buddy. out. We gotta start out the only way I know how to start out a, an episode of Roach Coach these days, and that is to talk about who's in those DMs. Sliding up in, Matt. We got a DM from good friend of the show, Garrett Fuller. Love him. Love, Love that Garrett dude. Fuller. Love Garrett Fuller. Love that guy. Check out Wayne, Wayne County, County Life. Life. That's Life right. Why? That's right. Garrett is crushing it at that. He's breaking big. He's been on the local news which means he's one step away from the national news. That's right. There's and no mid-local. No. Ooh, he might go interstate. Interstate? That, I, think, I guess mm. you go you go local, yep. state, mm-hmm. interstate. Interstate. National. National, yep. I mean, all it takes is a little boy in Chicago to say, what's this Wayne County life? And to turn to his father, local newscaster in Chicago, and say, Daddy, what's this Wayne County life? And then, then it hits Chicago. Right. And then it just takes a little girl in New York City to say, Mama, what's this Wayne County life? Oh, okay. And she says, I, I have to find out and put it here on New York One. And then it just needs to take twin boys in, in Fort, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, California. To say, Mama, Papa. Mama, Papa. What's this Wayne County life? What's this Wayne County? I love that that's the question. What is this Wayne County life? Oh. They, they want to know. <clears throat> and they're going to send their reporter parents on the case. And then it'll just grow and grow and go. And then one day we'll turn to our children and they'll say, what's Wayne County life? And we'll say, we, we know that guy. We know that guy. He knows us. And they'll go, sure, sure, dad. When we're, when we're at the third Wayne County life movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And they'll be like, dad, what's this Wayne County life? And I'll be like, Rosemary, it's the only life we've ever known. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It is the only life we've ever known. So anyway, Garrett sent us a DM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember Garrett and the DM? And the DM he sent us? <laughs> that uh, sent us on a five-minute diatribe. Yeah, uh, he sent us a DM. And um, the headline, it's from WRIF.com. Oh, shit, the riff. That's right, we're bringing it back to local. Um, this is hyper-regional. That's right, because Garrett is ultimately, uh, we're talking about him going, you know, interstate to national. You know, but right now he's still staying very local. He's still staying a local boy. And he'll always be a local boy. He'll always be a local boy. Oh, he might be local boy done good. Yeah. Yes, local boy done good for sure. So he sent us this link from WRIF.com, posted by Meltdown, who is uh, a local a local celeb. He does the riff weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Can't miss Meltdown. 
And the headline of his post is NHL 23 features ghost corn and more. Oh, shit. All right. The headline NHL 23 has a soundtrack that is totally killer with rock and metal from Ghost Corn, Gojira, Frank Turner, and more. Check it out. So glad hockey is back. Go Wings. Go Wings. Go Wings. How, Matt, I have not followed the Wings since – I've never followed the Wings. But when oh. I was aware of the Wings, they were winning a lot. Are they still? <laughs> the tides have turned, my friend. Things are a little different now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We – um. We had a very long streak of making the playoffs. I th- I want to say twenty plus seasons okay. of making the playoffs, and that streak was broken within the last uh, few years, and oh. it has not been unsnapped to start oh. a new counter. I see. Um, there is hopes they have a new coach, uh, and and the new players and the new scheme to at least return. They've been very bad. Okay. They've been very bad. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, the Wings not doing so great. Still, go Wings. And this soundtrack to NHL 23, uh, which I assume will be for all systems. They still do that, right? All system yeah, of games? course. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen. I don't know. I'm not going to read all of them, but because this is a huge list. Like, there's, there's a lot of artists on here. So, I'm just going to jump to some of the ones that sound pertinent to us, Matt. Okay. A Day to Remember, Coheed and Cambria. Interesting. Gojira, Highly Suspect, Holy Wars, Kasabian, Corn, right. Motionless in White. There he is. Have it with a song called Red, White, and Boom. Love that. Nova Twins, they're on here. Um, unfortunately, Muse is on here. My apologies. Pop. I love, I love how much you dislike Muse. The thing about Muse is that ultimately they're really terrible and and they've actually only gotten worse as time uh, goes on but i think they think they're, they're really terrible they're really terrible but the thing is that they're more terrible now than they were before there's a lot of bands who can t- maintain a base terribleness they're just like pretty bad you know what i mean they're like not good i don't like them like ghost is on this list i don't like ghost but like i heard a ghost song recently and it was just as not good as a ghost song i heard like 6 years ago ghosts okay. are just doing what ghosts do and i don't like them but they do what they do and so i get it but muse they keep stirring the pot so they're like they were bad at one thing and then they were like all right we're done being bad with that now we're going to do this other thing and we're going to be bad at that and so if you hear any of these new Muse songs, they're some of the worst music ever made. And um, I don't know if this song is from their new album or if it's something they had laying around. But I am I am willing to bet the house that it's bad. So that's my well, Muse now, story. Well, now that feels like a challenge. Oh, do we- you have the song, Matt? Kill or Be Killed? Let's do it. Uh, this is Kill or Be Killed by Muse. Get that puck in the net, Lauren. Matt, this fucking blows. 
You know what's really going to piss you off? When Matt Bellamy starts singing. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I am an older Muse fan. I like Origin of Symmetry. Back when they were I trying think. to be Radiohead. Good yeah. shitty. Yeah. That, but that was my muse. That was my That's muse. That's your muse. Baby. That's insane. They, if they honestly, if they stayed in that lane, of uh, we're just gonna be like a less good Radiohead, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't even think. Honestly, though, there's no money to be made there, Matt. There's no money to be made. No, no Radiohead, Radiohead is making. All the money in that's being right. Radiohead. Exactly. And no one needs... Because that's the thing. If you look at all the bands that were around Radiohead, circling the Radiohead spectrum of things, mm-hmm. they all, for the large part, just sort of fell away unless you're Coldplay, who managed to basically suck up all the people that were mad that Kid A... Was Didn't bloopy sa- and bleepy. Bleepy and bloopy. And they were like, and then Coldplay were right there. We're like, hello. We sound a little bit like the Benz. Come over to us. And they scooped those people up. But then everybody else, bands like Travis and Star oh, Sailor God. and sadly Doves, you know. I mean, Doves had their moment. Doves kind of went in. And I'm a big Doves guy, you know. Last even- broadcast. Last broadcast, Matt. Last broadcast. That That is, that is their best album. Yes. Oh, no argument like, here. Un- oh, yeah. Undeniably. Undeniable. So. Undeniable. I will say Some Cities is a really good album, too. And Lost Souls is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first three. Rock, yeah. solid, rock Solid Trilogy. Kingdom of Rust, good, but I don't really go back to it. And the one, they, the comeback record, also very good. So, yeah. But, but not Lost Souls. Not Lost Souls and not Last Broadcast. Anyway, NHL 23. It's going to be stacked, everybody. Turnstiles on it. Wage Wars on it. The oh, mis- Wild World's on it. One of my one of my favorite of oh, the last Turnstile record. There you go. Um, uh, let's see. There's a there's also apparently someone called Sports Team and their yes. song The Game. Okay. Okay. All right. You uh, will hate them. I will uh, hate them. I will I hate them yeah. as much as I hate Muse, Matt. I doubt it. I don't know. They have that. They are very much a UK band. Okay. That's a little jaunty. Okay. A little snotty. Oh, you know. Well, hey, Kasabian's on this list, you know? Yeah. And I can't be mad at Kasabian because they make Clubfoot, you know? And I'm not mad at Pup. I, uh, oh, the, I like Pup. The I Toronto like Pup. punk rockers. Yeah, they're good. And and once again, Corn's on here, all right? corns on here so everything's gonna be okay so fucking get in the net kozlowski all right listen it should be dude hockey should be in your bones what are we talking about here <laughs> oh because i was born in michigan yeah and your uh, last name's kozlowski uh, boom you were fucking born on skates listen man i think i've skated like on ice twice Dude, you put on those skates and the ice got scared. It was like, <laughs> here it comes. Get ready. Um, fucking, you just hockey stopped uh, spraying. Yeah, just. I just didn't. I just didn't get it. And you know, when, when I was in college, you know, I went to a college that only had a hockey team, did not have a football team or anything like that. So hockey was the name of the game. And you know, I went to a couple games and I was like, I'm all set. You know, I'm fine. This is not interesting to watch. The most the most memorable thing I have relating to hockey at my college was not any games, but I went to a hockey party after a game, and two things happened. There was a fight that almost happened, but it was in a packed 
packed townhouse, Matt. There were too many people in this townhouse. And one guy was yelling at another guy. But there were so many people in between them that they couldn't even begin to get at each other to, to, to engage in fisticuffs. There was just too much space. And I remember that from the party. The other thing I remember was, like I said, this place was packed with people. You could not move. And at some point, somebody farted, like a real mega fart. And I smelt it, but then I realized it was moving. But, as but a, you had not dealt it. I had not dealt it. But I realized it was traveling across the room as a cloud. And so we were all trapped. So I smell it, and we all, me and this group, and we all like, ooh. And then we all watched it move across the room because I just kept watching facial expressions of people who were like dancing and enjoying the party and then they all went Ooh, and you just watched it just go and it's, it was like the journey of this cloud I was like this this fart is fucking strong because it is moving across this room at, at quite a rate too you know and just to see that ripple effect and also all of us sort of enjoying together as we all went and made the face and we all looked at each other like you smell that I fucking smell that shit oh my god Garrett I want to thank you so much for sending us this list <laughs> From <laughs> WRF.com. Um, really um, learning a lot about ourselves and learning a lot about hockey. Go Wings. Hope you guys can win one. I'm a real wing nut. Wing nut over here. Matt, we got a DM from Kevy. Yep, DM from Kevy. He says, I went to Tattoo the Earth, and the main thing I remember was there was a stripper stage with a very with very small children in the front row watching strippers. Does yep. it get more new metal than that? <sighs> That's I honestly I don't know. Is that I feel like new metal's like, hey, don't put our name on that one. <laughs> we're, nope. we're no, we're we're DJs and uh DJs scratching over guitars and rap hands and also, yeah, we're not that part. That part not in the book. That was not in the Tattoo of the Earth book. Left out. Left out. Seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, really? Let's dive into those decisions. Kevy, thank you for peeling back the curtain on that one. Our good friend, Andrew Wolf. Ah, uh, the wolf. The wolf oh. of new metal. We had mentioned that he had sent us Round three of the uh, the uh, Andrew Wolf's recommendations, part three. And I just want to let you know that we went to open the playlist for this show, and the playlist is not there anymore. <laughs> so we don't have it for you. We're hoping that this can be remedied, that Andrew can get us this new list. In the meantime, though, oh Matt. Well, no, I I got the wrong thing. I okay. thought I thought I had it. But it was instead, it was uh, Fault Lines. Okay. All right. So instead, we don't have that list right now, but Andrew did send us a new new metal band. The name is Fault Lines. He said, stumbled on these guys this morning. Album just came out. Some fresh new for y'all. And so he sent us Fault Lines, their new album, and I believe the song he wants us to check out is Die Young. Die Young.
I heard scratchy scratch, screamy screams. Lauren. Some Some chuggy chugs. Definitely. This has got it all. The fact that this just came out. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. New Metal is back. New Metal is here. This is uh, incredible. I did give this album uh, a quick little listen the other night. And it's basically this the whole time. <laughs> it's it's front to back. Just these boys are just ripping it up. I listened to it on the headphones. My feeling was that it's not a headphone record. This is meant to be played on your car stereo or in a boombox with your door shut. And you better be mad at your parents. They don't understand. They don't fucking know. And they're taking you right to the fault line. Just saying. All right. I'm telling you. That's what this is for. So I hope that they put this out on CD so it can be put in a little boombox because that is prime for this record. So thank you, uh, Andrew, for sending us that. And hopefully we can get your new Roach Medations Part 3 list going very soon. Matt, we got to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? Matt, we got this email from Lissandro. Yes, we did. Subject, last two interesting Hmm. hey roach coach it's been a while since i wrote wanted to say the last two episodes have been a blast bloodhound gang and tattoo the earth just wanted to say i hope jenny's last episode is the limp biscuit still sucks episode you have to finish the limp biscuit document uh discography together also looking forward to your review of the new slipknot record that comes out tomorrow let's see how we feel about it i plan to write you guys in about a month with my slipknot album ranking and hope to get yours anyway thanks for the countless entertainment keep on rolling baby p.s thanks for the episode on Carajo, it was cool that you covered a band from my country, Argentina. I had not even heard of them, but I enjoyed the record and added it to my Apple Music. I love that. That's awesome, Lissandro. Thank you, Lissandro. I'm glad that we could turn you on to Carajo. So I'd say, Matt, local boys done good? Oh, Argentinian boys done good. That's right. So what will Jenny's last episode be? We don't know. We we don't know. Tune in and find out, baby. She, She picked them. She picked him. She and listen, she could change her mind at any time. She's just, already done it. She's done it before. She'd do it again. Oh, we so. were gonna do an album on what jerk? We ain't doing jerk anymore. We <laughs> jerk, ain't was, doing jerk anymore. Jerk is gone. We're we're doing something else. So I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So the new Slipknot record, which at this point I think has been out a week or so as we record this, Matt. Probably two weeks by the time this goes up. Yep. Have you listened to it? I have not covered to cover listen to the new Slipknot. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I could lie, but it would be lying. Don't lie. That's right. Um, I have listened to the album. It took me a little bit of time to get to it. I don't know why. I was just like, I'm going to take my time, but I will eventually get to it. It's, uh, I've only listened to it once. It's, it's a strange bird. I'm going to be honest with you. First song on the album is like a, a ballad and not in the way that like, the ballads are on like volume three it's unusual there's there's a few songs on it in the second half that feel a little bit like we're little i don't want to i don't want to accuse the boys of slipknot of punching the clock but there's a little bit of a perfunctoriness to some of those later album songs that being said there are a few quality rippers on it i think dying song is a is a ripper chapleton rag yen is very good I think warranty is pretty good. 
but there's a few in there where I was like, I think like Medicine for the Dead, I recall being just being like, this is just a very long song. So I don't know. This one, this one didn't hit me the way that uh, the way that We Are Not Your Kind hit me. And it's funny because We Are Not Your Kind definitely has some softer stuff in the middle, but that one just felt like a bit more cohesive uh, in a way. This one, on first listen, I'm definitely going to give it another listen. Definitely, you know, I don't give up on my boys. So I do have a question because. Yeah. I mean, this is all inter-slipknot band workings. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's because they were getting out of their deal with Roadrunner on this record? You know... I'm never uh, saying that they shit out a record. That is not what I'm saying. But they might have gone to work and been like, we've, we've got to finish this record. we got to get this one. we got to get this one done. I did see an article that said that I want to say Jim Root wasn't happy with how the record came out and he wanted to spend more time on it and that it was a situation of more like the record needed to be done, which is funny to me because in turnaround time, I mean, I feel like for a long time, you'd have to wait like five years per Slipknot record. Yeah. We Are Not Your Kind is not that far beyond. That's 2019. Yeah. And um, what's the time frame between... Uh, All Hope is Gone is 2008, and uh, 0.5 The Great Chapter is 2014. Yeah, so it was five years in between uh, We Are Not Your Kind. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like you said, Matt, I don't want to accuse a band of pooping a record out. And there's the thing. There's, there's a solid number of stuff on here that does not make me think it was a poop out. Uh, I think the singles are strong. I like strong. the Chapel Town Rag. Mm-hmm. Um their last single I liked a lot, although I cannot recall the name of the song. Um, but I mean, I think I think one thing that did strike me though is that every Slipknot record, even something like the one we didn't like, All Hope Is Gone, there's a couple on there where you're like, well, this is gonna be part of the the set list forever. Like they gotta right. at least have one or two. So it's like psychosocial. You're always gonna have that. And point five, the great chapter. It's got Custer. Like the moment I heard right. Custer, I was like, this is forever. You're you're always gonna be hearing this fucking song. On We Are Not Your Kind, you've got you've got Unsainted, but you also have Nero Forte. You, yep. you know, you, you've got you've got a couple on there. That you're like, yeah, these ones are gonna stick around. And they still play All Out Life, which was just like a like a bonus track, one off, you know. So from that era, and you saw Way Firth. I I like Saw Way Firth. Yeah. Yeah. So the singles, basically. Uh, yep. On the end so far, I don't know yet if I'm like, is Chapel Town Rag or Yen going to be, like, are they going to stick around? I mean, that, we'll have to see. The we'll Dying see. song, I could see them using because it's just anthemic and it's a yeah mm-hmm. song. Like, it's a good to put in. It's anthemic. Right. I like Yen, but I have to listen to it cover to cover and give it a little bit more space, a little more time to breathe. Mm-hmm. So we don't have so that is to say we do not have a Slipknot album ranking for you right now because Matt needs to, to cover to cover it. So we will have one for you soon. Jenny will not have one because Jenny only listened to Slipknot for this show, and so she's never going to give you a Slipknot album ranking. <laughs> uh but uh, but thank you so much, Lissandra, for the email. John B sent us an email. Subject: Thank you, Roach Coach. 
Oh, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you, Roach Coach. I could just end it there, really, but I want to thank you for getting me into new music and therefore new podcasts. I was like mad at the beginning as I knew nothing about new metal or what it even was. I had no hate or misgivings towards new metal as I was too young to really know what it was to have an opinion on it in the first place. The only songs I knew were for superficial reasons, like Roland being the Undertaker's wrestling theme and new metal being featured prominently in WWE games. I would say because I was too young during the thick of it, eight years old by 2000, oh boy, it's helped me look at the genre as a whole uh, as something that was very important and also IMO overhated at times. Without the hype or the come down, I can enjoy it for what it is, and you have made me a fan of the music as well as, of course, your podcast. Thank you. I have a lot more listening left as I have 141 episodes left to my 185 listened to so far as new metal math would dictate. I initially started listening to your podcast in 2020 during lockdown when I was still working and looking after my grandma when suddenly I just happened to start listening to Limp Bizkit and therefore did a deep dive into their discography. Because of my listening habits, your podcast came up in the Spotify algorithm. Thank you, algorithm. And having religiously been listening to it since, at first in order and then scattered about. It's hard to say what my fave app is, but as being a child of the WWF Attitude Era, I would probably say episode 160. You had me bawling with laughter and made me think twice about Stone Cold's classic phrase, stomping a mud hole. It's the only episode I have listened to twice so far and no doubt probably will again. <laughs> I do have only one potentially controversial album suggestion, one Dan Terry of DFT's Dungeon won't like me to do for your show as it is not classified as new metal and that would be living sacrifices hammering process i would love your take on this awesome album and i think personally there's enough new there for a proper roach coach evaluation especially considering you once did an episode on dead z sorry to bring that up i would also like to thank matt and lauren and to say goodbye and thank you to the indigo j angel herself jenny sosha who i hear is moving on now keep it rolling baby love john b from the uk keep it rolling baby John, thank you so much for this wonderful letter. Um, and uh, we're please glad- forgive us in the future when we completely have no idea anything about the United Kingdom and its various territories, separate and whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, the thing about it is that when you unite a kingdom, Matt, it can get messy, as we learned from Game of Thrones. Well, mm-hmm. if Game of Thrones has taught us anything. If it's taught us anything. We can be united on paper, but buddy, stay the fuck away from me, please. Exactly. And so when you're uniting a kingdom, it can get really messy and things cannot make sense to someone who's not part of that kingdom, who's not part of the United Kingdom. It just, right. We just look at him and we're like, what's... I mean, you think it's bad for you inside of the kingdom? Mm-hmm. We're not even in the kingdom. We're not even if in it. If you're like, fuck this kingdom from inside of the kingdom, we have no hope. None. <laughs> All hope is lost. All hope is lost. 2008, Slipknot. Um, so yeah, I mean, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm glad that the algorithm is working for us. Glad to hear that. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you, Spotify for once. Living sacrifice hammering process. Matt, are you familiar with living sacrifice? No. Uh, Let me, let me look them up on, on, I feel like, I feel like Dan Terry is definitely yelling right now. Guys, I've told you about Living Sacrifice. All right, here's their Wikipedia, Matt. They're from Little Rock, Arkansas. Their genres are Christian metal, extreme metal, and hardcore punk. So Christian metal. There you go. Formed in 1989. A lot of lineup changes, Matt. Of course, of course. There's a whole bar graph here. All right, how many studio albums we got? Eight studio records. 
Hammering Process is album five. I mean, if we want to hear it, okay. Their their number one most popular song is off the Hammering Process. Oh yeah, and it also happens to be the number one track. What's suggestion. It, it is called Flatline. Let's do it. process um takes a little bit to get going i don't know it didn't feel that new to me and there was like some chug in there but the vocals are definitely not new no no not bad certainly definitely not bad not bad not bad bad. want to get that out there right in front all right not bad uh but i don't think it's very new unless once again dan terry wants to roll in and say hey you listen to the wrong song you need to listen to the song Hand of the Dead. That's the one. I don't know. <laughs> but in any event, thank you so much uh, for the recommendation. And uh, indeed, keep on rolling. Keep uh, on rolling, baby. Matt, we got an email from Gareth Davies. We sure do. Subject, new AF, heavy AF. Yes. These Russian deathcore boys have a new single, and it's new AF. Um Skip to a minute 20 for some keg hits. Yes. Also, I have to acknowledge the gigantic balls on these guys and releasing a Russian anti-war song. Holy shit, <laughs> Gareth. Wow, Gareth. Um, wow. Let's, let's check it out, Matt. All right. Well, we got to figure out what the name of these guys are, which is Slaughter to Prevail, and this Beautiful. is 1984. Beautiful. And already two seconds in this music video it might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Ooh, okay. All right, here we go. What if it's a Stop the violence! 
holy shit. This this video, which you did not get to put your eyes on. I already. just put my eyes on it. I just put my eyes Dude, on it. This lead singer is a walking, talking, fuck around and find out. Yeah. This guy is no joke. Tatted, neck to nuts, fucking <laughs> ripped to shit. He's got scars, scars on, on his face. face. This dude is, this ain't, he's about that life. Like, fuck around and find out with Slaughter to Prevail. This guy is what happens if you say if you if you said to a genie, um, for my first wish, can I see um can I see what the real motherfucking deal would look like made flesh? <laughs> because it's this guy. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. The rest of the band we should mention are wearing shiny metallic fang masks of sorts. They they look very cool. These guys rip. Uh, this song rips. I have no notes. Sumerian guys- Records comments in the YouTube. Um, Sumerian also has Poppy, which is insane. Oh wow! But uh, they do. Uh, their comment is: We are against the war and also against the censorship and boycott. I am Ukrainian, and the band's label owner, Alex, is Russian and the artist. Everyone in Russia should be allowed to listen, watch, and support the band and label and spreading the message and the music. We are all brothers and sisters. Imagine if the rest of the world didn't allow Americans to participate in the arts when Bush was in power invading Iraq and killing civilians. Is it not the innocent fans' fault that we have leaders who turn to war? Music heals all. Ash Avildsen, Sumerian founder. There you go. I like this comment from Sergey. He says, Alex and the boys got some heavy-ass balls. Hell, fuck they do. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. Fuck um, around and find out. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Truly incredible. Well done. Thank you, Gareth, for that ripper. Much appreciated. Switching gears, Matt. We did an <laughs> episode. <laughs> I love that. Like The only thing we've ever said on Ukraine. Now let's fucking talk about Bloodhound Gang. Indeed. We did an episode all about the Bloodhound Gang um, because it was the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound. Three um, Pound Pound. We, uh, we posted this episode. People were very excited. We got a lot of comments and feedback and some creative art. So let's just dive into it. Luke DeMoss said, when I was a kid... I love listening to this album with my friends. It made us laugh so hard. As an adult, I still revisit it from time to time. Is it good? No. But is it funny? Well, no, not really. But is there something about it that makes me smile just a little bit when I listen to it? Yeah, I guess so. Either way, another great episode, and you guys most certainly gave it more thought and analysis than it deserves, and that is yet another reason. I love you guys. Keep it rolling, baby. Keep it rolling, Luke. Uh, I Just to comment on that, yeah, I get that, like... You listen to it at a, at a time where it's like you weren't thinking about it. You and your friends get. If you put on the Jerky Boys right now, I probably wouldn't laugh, but like I would get sentimental in a way. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oddly sentimental for like no reason. You know, Frank Matt, Rizzo. Matt, Matt, I definitely would get. I definitely feel like if I were to put on the first two. Adam Sandler albums. Mm. Um, I definitely think I would get, I would get sentimental uh, for some of them, just because the jokes on it are so ingrained with me and my friends. 
Um, especially, I think it's on Stan and Judy's Kid, which is the psychotic legend of Uncle Donnie. That has been a long time bit between my friends and I. Like, we could just quote a line to each other and then be like crying laughing. So I totally get it. All right. I totally get it. At the same time, what a terrible, terrible album. Matt, we got a comment from Daniel Hedger. We did. He says, uh, Lauren, I'm not saying that none of these songs were meant to be genre parodies, but your references points do not sound right at all. Everything sounds the same with that muddy production and lack of talent. I do fully lay this at the feet of Jimmy Pop and Co. To me, the Bad Touch always sounded like a parody of video game music, specifically Lemmings. Oh, my. Interesting. Interesting. Dude, did I fucking tell you that I saw a picture of Jimmy Pop recently no he was like on a podcast or some shit like not steve-o's podcast but like a podcast in that world because hmm. he was friends with bam oh yeah like, i know that oh yeah he's part of that whole i think bam margera was in like a bunch of music videos for them yeah i mean that makes sense i mean the bam margera musical world is an interesting one because it's made up of well for one iggy pop played his oh no not um not Iggy Pop, the um, uh, who's who's the what's the band that Iggy Pop's from? The Stooges. The Stooges. The Stooges played Pam's uh Pam's funeral, no Pam's wedding. <laughs> but I mean, what the the bands that I always associate with it is the CKY, of course, him, the Bloodhound Gang, and I mean those are the main three. I feel like. I never even was aware of him until like Bam Margera would like wear their gear all the time. And then I like listened to a little bit of it and I was like, him is not for me. Well, thank you, Daniel, for letting me know that you don't see any of the points that I made. I appreciate that. Joseph uh, made some art, Matt. Ooh, um, yes, he did. He made some art. He took an image from the Passion of the Christ in which Jesus Christ is carrying the crucifix down uh, down the road, he's being pelted by the the uh, the people of the town, and he's also being whipped by the Romans. And in this case, the Romans are the Bloodhound Gangs. Hooray for boobies! And Jesus Christ is me. That's one way to look at it. Finally. I didn't die. I didn't die at the end of doing that episode, though. But but uh, I appreciate the creative license, and um, you know what? Art's art. And uh, even if it's part something that has to do with me, I appreciate it. Plus, good pick you used in my face. I look good there. Alric said, Lauren, unintentionally doing a solid Steve Austin voice during the man I feel like a man part. Thank you. I didn't know that I had it in me. I feel like all my imitations are always very bad. So I guess, man, I feel like a man. She's <laughs> is dead on Steve Austin. Awesome. We're going to stop some mud holes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Steve? Man, I feel like a man. <laughs> man, feel like a man. I always liked that his move was to not quite drink the beer, but to really just spray it everywhere and get like a little bit in his mouth, but he just ended up wearing the rest of it. Yep. Yeah. What a move. What, what a, a rest what a wrestler. Thank you, Elric. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> EVTW says I have a psychological response to not along upon hearing the intro to Bad Touch. I think I think it's a head nodder. Yeah, it's... I get it. I get it. A beat's a beat. Alex hey. Buzuelos 
says, I feel for Lauren because I hate jokey parody music. Unless, of course, it's Corky in the Juice Pigs. Sweaty face emoji. Juice Pigs. Juice Pigs. Oh, Matt, you and your love of Juice Pigs. Uh, Well, I'll tell you who's not shouting out the Juice Pigs. Who? Gareth Davies, who writes in, you know what? Lauren is right. Oh, Lauren, this is a bad album. This is a bad album, and these guys are a bad band. (laughs) This episode has cured me of any lingering nostalgia I might have had. Do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about is still a great line, though. I gotta agree that karaoke change-ups aren't great, but sometimes appropriate. I once saw a white guy do Busta Rhymes, turn it up, fire it up, and leave in all the N-words. And that guy was Jimmy Pop Ali on stage at Subway. Circa 2009. In fact, I think he might have even added a few extra ones that weren't even in the original. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's made me appreciate this glorious bean of pure light to the treasure that he is. Uh-oh. I feel like this is a YouTube link to him doing that. No, it's a YouTube link to Weird Al doing a song called... Uh, Funeral for a Friend. Yes. Which you can look up because it is six minutes, and we're just going to give it a skip, but I love Weird Al. Yeah. Also, it's um, it's a fan video, so the audio is... Uh, a little rough and tumble. But uh, thank you so much for that, Gareth. And finally, Chris Vasconcelo says, not even 10 minutes in, and Lauren is already threatening murder. This episode is going to be amazing. Thank you, Chris. It was. It is, and it was. Um, it really so was. Thank you for the feedback. Much appreciated. And thank you to everybody who wrote in and said hello um, about this episode. And uh, keep on saying hello. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're in all those. Leave us, send us an email. I love the emails. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. I love that. And you know what? We cannot wrap it up, Matt. No. If we can't, if we cannot talk for a minute, um, I want to call, I'm hoping that this is a new segment, Matt, that we could return to a lot. And it's called Who's Shouting at the Roach? Who's Shouting at the Roach? Well, you want to tell him? Our good friend Joshua Toomey went to Louder Than Life recently in Louisville, Kentucky. He did every day of Louder Than Life. He sat down with some of the greats. He met so many people. Who did he meet? Diamond Rowe of Tetrarch. He met the boys in Blo- of Bloody Wood. He apparently exchanged words with one CMFT. That's right. Corey Taylor. The boss. The boss. He was going around. He was seeing everybody that was there. And you know who else was there, Matt? Oh, I do know who was there. Yes. The the Dropout Kings were there. Yeah. The The Dropout Kings. The Glitch Gang. And Josh asked them, hey, do you know about Roach Coach? And this is what they had to say. Yo, Matt and Lauren on the Roast Coast Podcast. It's your boy, Black Hat Bill. Shouts to y'all. I love y'all. The band loves y'all. And thank you so much for your support. Hopefully we see y'all soon till then. Stay lit, baby. Good gang tanks till we die. Brah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Black Cat Bill 
of the Dropout Kings shouted us out, loving what we do, loving the fact that we are Glitch Gang till we fucking die, Matt. That's right. Fuck the discussion. Yeah. There's no need to beg it. We don't want the bread. No one's off with your head. There's a glitch in the system. If you blink when he did his thing, then you missed him. Double King, a handful of rigs, you could kiss them. R.I.P. Don't you succeed if you diss him. There's a glitch in the system. Microchip tricks make fits of the friction. 37 dynamics like a crash in the instant. You won't make a dent, so you won't make a difference. Holy is the world from a black Oh. Matt, let's oh. list them. Let's list them. Just some of the greatest artists to ever live. Leonardo da Vinci, Pablo Picasso, Andy Warhol, Dropout Kings. Dropout Kings. And the thing is, you know if Leonardo da Vinci heard you know if Leonardo da Vinci heard Glitch Gang Remix? His drawings would be even crazier, yo. Oh, man. He'd be like, I'm going to write with both hands. I, I'm, I'm, Give me pens for my feet. I'm about to get buck wild. We're about to get real ambidextrous up in oh, this piece. Yeah. It would go nuts. You know what happened if William Shakespeare heard Glitch Gang Remix? Billy Shakes? You know what happened to him? I'm just going to be real. He'd fucking die. <laughs> He'd just die. He'd just be like, I can't I can't comprehend this. This is this doesn't make any sense to me. He just his body would cease to work. And if Michelangelo heard Glitch Gang remix, he'd be like, All right. Sistine Chapel ceiling. Yeah, done that. What about the fucking floor? Give me that goddamn floor. Move these chairs. I got more drawings to do. I'm inspired. I'm re inspired. I got more thoughts. I got more things I want to do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, Dropout Kings, Black Cat Bill, thank you so much for the shout out. Of course, come on the show anytime. We'd love to chat or whatever. Just come on around. And, I mean, yes, that's it. <laughs> I don't have anything else to I say. I love it, dude. I Amazing. Love it so much. Thank you so much. And definitely be tuning in to the Talk To Me podcast. He's got all these interviews that are going up. He's talking to all different people. He's talking to guys. Uh, um, well, I can't think of it. I just, it's just so many people. He's talking to so many people that he interviewed at um, at Louder, Louder Than, Than Life. Life. At Louder Than Life. He was there all four days. He did it. And I think part of the reason he was able to do it is that he posted some pics. And he was in the backstage area where there was a couch and a private bathroom. And let me tell you, if I had a couch in a private bathroom at these festivals yeah i could do four days easy yeah true easy yeah for sure and i know someone else who did the vip experience and they said the private bathroom thing was like a fucking game changer um they said like they paid a lot of money but like he's like when you have the private bathroom it's like you're you're, you're just like you don't even think about how much it costs because you feel like so a king you feel like a king wipe after wipe <laughs> uh so that does bring us to the end of another episode of roach coach thank you so much for listening keep on saying hello to us online facebook twitter instagram we're on all those send us an email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com until next time matt thank you lauren thank you jenny Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.